Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. This is a show devoted to the ownership of physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. My name is Darren Long. I'm the Senior Vice President of Sales with Guildhall Wealth Management, and I want to welcome you to this show. My partner this week, Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. You know him well, and our team has been helping people the world over since 2002 to purchase and own physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. And this is our 11th full year of The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I want to remind everybody before we get started that Guildhall representatives are not financial planners or advisors, and that, of course, past performance of gold, silver, or colored diamonds is not indicative of future performance. We will try to make the case that we believe gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds make excellent additions to your portfolio and have proven themselves time and time again. And this week, we will have a couple of very important discussions to uh, kind of lay out for you. One is an article that Jeremy's bringing to everyone's attention. And quite frequently, we talk about analysts and people in the media Uh, and specifically those related to the gold and silver markets. But this analyst is not necessarily related to the gold and silver market. And he states that although he is not a gold uh, buyer per se, parentally, or has not been in the past, there is a case to be made for a bull market in gold. And he's going to talk a little bit about why he believes the price of gold will go towards the $7,000 per ounce range over the next number of years. That is very important to understand because we have been saying for a very long time that gold is capable of that and much, much more. In addition to that on this week's show, we're going to talk about some TFSA and RSP myths. The record needs to be set straight on a few of these things because clients coming into our office uh, quite frequently are not educated about the pros and cons, the ins and outs, the myths of registered accounts or TFSA accounts. And many of them didn't even realize prior to hearing our show that, in fact, you don't have to do certain things and you can do other things. But among the most important, gold and silver in physical form can be held inside a TFSA or an RSP. And uh, considering the fact that we've had a few weeks now, to discuss that deadline, it is quickly approaching. March the 2nd of this year will be the RSP contribution deadline for Canada. So it is important for us to discuss that topic as well. Jeremy, welcome to the show. So yeah, Darren, today we've got this article written by Charlie Morris. He's the CEO of ccdata.cc. Now he he's also the editor of Fleet of the Fleet Street Letter. But more importantly, uh, this gentleman spent 17 years at HSBC Global Asset Management as the head of Absolute Return, which is a man, he managed a multi asset fund which uh, oversaw three, in which he oversaw $3 billion. So this guy knows a little a little thing or two about the markets. Okay. And um, what's really interesting is he did this two part article. And uh, the first article, first part is, how do you know that gold's in a, a bull market? And basically, you know, he comes out and he says, I'm not a, I don't believe gold's a relic. I'm not like anti-gold. And he also says, but I'm no gold bug either. I'm just a guy who wants to make money and I can look at charts and things like this. And here's what I'm seeing. So first thing he does is to say, how do you know that gold's in a bull market? And then the second part of the article 
is where he thinks gold is going to go, which is spectacular. And if we put that into a relationship with silver, it's even more spectacular where silver could go. Okay, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. That's the website. Use those if you want to get this article specifically. You can request it if you're hearing it on today's show, or you can also ask for a free investor package to get more familiar with our ways to own gold and silver, especially as we produce this show today and talk about RSPs and TFSAs. Now, Jeremy, first point, what is the very first thing he says about his reasons for why gold is in a bull market? So out of the three, the first is, and we've talked about it on this show, surprisingly, Darren, hmm. is easy money. Okay. Easy money. Basically Lots saying, of that around. Basically saying that uh, the U.S. Uh, real interest rate is below 1.8%, that in 2019, the Fed stepped back from rate hikes. They're now into low interest rates for who knows how long, and they've entered into a new easy money policy, meaning they are growing their balance sheet and the spigot is open, the money is flowing. And uh, so that's the first number one reason why gold is in a bull market now, because the money is flowing out of the Fed. All right. And the amazing part of that for me, when I hear that, is when we started this show, Jeremy, Really, we were focused on only one small part of the world having a major problem, which was the U.S., the big one. Now it's a global problem. So when we come back from break, that first point is very, very uh, important for us to understand because that easy money can be found all over the G20 nations, and it's not going to end anytime soon. Problem number one, and the first reason in the article why he believes gold is in a bona fide serious bull market let's get to number two uh, when we come back and give us a heads up the number to call if you want a free investor package one eight seven seven eight silver or the website guildhallwealth.com when we come back we're going to talk more about this article more about tfsas and rsps you are tuned into the real money show with guildhall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. And in the second segment, Jeremy, let's go right away uh, to this article and point number two. We are definitely in a bona fide gold bull market. Both gold and silver have moved up tremendously. But put that into perspective because I was reading this article and point number two does a good job of that. Yeah, you know, this is this is not coming from a couple of guys on on AM640. This is coming from a guy who spent 17 years at HSBC, Charlie Morris, and he's saying gold is in a bona fide bull market at this point. And the second major reason for that is that long-term gold trend in non-dollar terms must be positive. What does that mean? He's saying oftentimes on the show Darren, we talk about the fact that um the gold is negatively correlated to the dollar. Well, this is talking about the the dollar, like fiat dollars in general. So he's looking at things like uh, the Swiss franc and the Thai baht, which were the world's best currencies since 2000. And he's looking at the fact that gold has broken out in both of those, of the strongest currencies in the world, it has broken out in those. And obviously, it's also broken out in, in U.S. dollar as well. Australian and in, dollars, Australia. Canadian dollars, yeah. Chinese <laughs> dollars, European dollars, euros. British pound, Indian ruple, Japanese yen. I mean, the list goes on. Right. So we always show this chart, uh, Darren, you're showing it to me right now from, from goldprice.org, which is gold's price performance in a whole bunch of currencies. And uh, Charlie Morris is pointing out to two 
cryptocurrencies particular for him, which are uh, key factors. And he says gold's up in both of those. So therefore, gold is on its own right now and it's dealing on its own. And that puts it into a, 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 goal, a bull market. Next, uh, this one gets a little bit complicated because it's more involved than just uh, inflation or easy money. It's uh, that gold has been the best performing mainstream asset for the 21st century. It's uh, smashed global equities, which have been held back because of Europe and Japan. Uh, it's done. It's held its own against emerging markets, despite the bear market in, in gold between 2011 and 2016. And uh, then he starts to look at something interesting here. And I think this is the point to really key in on. If equities were not doing well, right, Darren, then it makes a, it's a very easy decision to get into gold because they, they are negatively correlated. But what if the markets are doing well? It's not as easy. But if you kind of go back to point one, which is easy money, you get back, you get to this, this summary point, which is that the markets and equities right now are experiencing a large S. They got a lot of money putting into them, but how much bigger can the can it grow from here? And so with that said, you look at where where gold is right now and it's beat equities for the last couple of years, uh, the US stock market. So in other words, when something's big, it kind of starts to move a bit slower. It's starting to, you know, I heard someone on CNBC or Fox the other day saying, yeah, I mean, gold, uh, the Dow could go up another 3,000 points, but that's only like 10%, right? Whereas last year, gold went up 13%, and it wasn't a big deal to move up $100 in gold. So you can see that kind of difference. And that's, that's basically what uh, the writer here is commenting on, the fact that you've got, yeah, you've got economic growth, but more importantly, you've got easy money, financial engineering, and stimulus and there's no reason for there for gold to lag equities. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com, the website. Jeremy, for that point for me specifically, I think it is uh, well pointed out that currency ratios, gold against a specific currency, is a very, very valuable lesson to be taught, especially for new investors because it's not requiring a ton of technical uh, knowledge, understanding, education, if you will. And when they can look at it on a page and say, okay, well, here's each year since 2004 or five, six, whatever it is, and here's gold's performance in that currency. And when you see as much green as we do on that page, it surprises me that a greater percentage of the more mainstream planners, advisors, investors don't pick up on that and challenge their own norms by increasingly adding gold in the physical form as we do to their portfolios for their clients. Yet, as this article points out at the very last point, this is a brand new market, so to speak. Despite the fact that our doors have been opened up since 2002, this is only really the tip of the iceberg. And what is left to come in the bull market for gold and for silver, for that matter, is tremendous and underrated and underappreciated. And we've talked about the value of both metals, but specifically in this particular segment, just a quick question for you personally, where do you feel most confident in putting your money in terms of the market going forward? Is it that you're going to focus more personally on adding to your own gold, uh, your own silver, a combination of both? And how do you add that? Are you registered accounts? Are you doing that outside of there? What is best for you? You know, Darren, I started investing in precious metals back in 2006, and I, I definitely was 
leaning more towards gold at that time. And so now I'm actually acquiring more silver in my RSP with the intention that as that, while the value of that starts to increase rapidly, we're looking at the ratio right now, 80 plus to to one on, on gold to silver or silver to gold rather. So when that ratio comes down a lot further, I would start to think about converting my silver holdings in my RSP to gold for the long term. Cause that's what, it, that's what the RSP is there for. It's to, for a long term gain, right? So that's what I'm looking to do. You heard it from Jeremy himself. We practice what we preach at Guild Hall. Gold and silver ownership, natural fancy colored diamonds. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com get a free investor package it'll get sent right to your door to your inbox via email however you want it we are going to come back in a minute and when we do we are going to talk about how you the listener can get up to eight hundred dollars free gold you're tuned into the real money show with guildhall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto the Real Money Show, Guildhall Wealth Management, and welcome back. I thank you for staying tuned during that small break. Jeremy, an exciting time because not only are we talking about gold and silver moving forward and the great opportunities that lie ahead, and if you're staying tuned to this show, we are going to talk more about that article you were speaking of and where he thinks the price of gold is going. You might be surprised to hear exactly what this author thinks, this analyst thinks the price of gold will do. Hint? In the mean, a hint? It's huge. Yeah, it's huge, of course. And he justifies it by giving those three points that we discussed earlier on. But also, it's the end of nearly contribution season. RSP, the door is going to be closing March the 2nd. It, quick, it approaches very quickly. And as we were just discussing between the break, and we had a good laugh about it, Jeremy, the fact that we're being bombarded right now with the ads from various financial institutions about remembering to contribute to RSPs. And so we thought it would be a very uh, poignant moment in time during the show this week to just bring up a few fun myths about TFSAs and RSPs that sometimes prevent people or present barriers to people actually giving some real thought to having an RSP and TFSA. Because the one thing that clients say about our approach is that you guys made it simple. It was easy to do. I didn't realize it would only take 15, 20 minutes and I didn't realize it was so simple at the end of the day. Whether it's transferring from an existing institution, a portion or all of your uh, RSP or TFSA, or it's a brand new account. And that's what I'm going to say is myth number one. All right. Transferring from one institution to another institution means you break your RSP. Not that's, true. That is not true. It's a myth. The majority of our clients actually are moving funds from an existing RSP account, whether it's a RIF, LIF, etc. And the first question is, well, if I move it from this institution to the other institution, it, am I breaking it? Aren't I, don't I now have to pay taxes on it? The answer is no. What you're doing is you're opening up a like account at a new institution and you're transferring it from within the RSP. So it's you're just moving it from one bucket to the other and it stays within the RSP portfolio. So you're not actually withdrawing the funds out of the RSP. You're just transferring the holder of the RSP. So that's very key. So you're not having to pay withholding tax. You may pay an administrative fee, right? The outgoing institution might say, thank you so much for your business. Here's a receipt for $150. But our partner, Questrade, will rebate that back to you. Right. Okay, good one. That's an awesome way to start. Myth number two, and a really simple one, 
I'm not allowed to have more than one TFSA or RSP. True or false? False. Again, you can have uh, an R. You can have an RSP or a TFSA with every single banking institution in in Canada. Including, you can have it across, and, and also have one with Guildhall as well. Yeah, you could have it across six six different financial institutions. It doesn't really matter. You still have to uh, you still have to um, abide by the maximum contributions or um, you know withholding taxes. It gets a little complicated if you have a RIF in two different financial institutions because that's when you have to start taking money out. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of you, at that point you're getting withdrawals from two different institutions. Mm-hmm. So there is something to be said for kind of having all your eggs in one basket in that respect. But uh, no, certainly if you like your current financial institution, stick with them. If they don't offer physical allocated segregated gold, for instance, and they don't offer a way for them to hold physical gold that's in your name, your ownership, and you can go to the vault to visit. Then you can open an, an an RSP with Questrade. We'll help you do it and uh, and put a portion of your it's funds into that account. Absolutely. So that's an important myth as well. You can have as many RSP or TFSA accounts as you like, as long as you don't breach the rules of contribution. We added another six thousand to the TFSA limit as of January first this year, bringing the maximum total contribution amount to sixty nine and a half thousand, which is awesome. So if you've never had a TFSA, you could. Put up to sixty nine and a half thousand Canadian dollars into a brand new TFSA, and you could own gold or silver with that. And it brings me to my next myth: that a TFSA is really only a glorified savings account. True or false? Again, Darren, that's that's false, as you know. Okay. Uh, it's not a savings account because it's not offering any interest in any way. It's a way for you to make investments within it that are tax-free, mm-hmm. and there's no capital gains on any of the gains that you make within it. So that's not a savings account. That's a trading account where your profits are yours to keep. That's That's a huge advantage for people. It almost says, why would you have... Why would you invest in the stock market or anything like that outside of TFSA if, if the gains are going to be free? Well, Except you'll be, for an you'll RSP. be also taxed on anything you, you make in your savings account at a bank. Right. If I make $50 in, in a year, I get taxed on that $50. Right. And TFSAs, no tax, right? So it's right. beautiful. Now you can use TFSAs and you can call it a savings account if you like, but the truth is much better served by treating it as an investment account. And uh, we will get back to more of these myths on RSPs and TFSAs in a moment, but we're going to take a short break. And I'll remind everybody that if you are interested in getting into a registered account RSP TFSA, now is the time. Jeremy, you said it. Allocated, segregated, it's their own product, serial numbers, and they can touch it. They can hold it. It's not some mythical thing that's on paper in numbers. You can actually have it in your hands. The phone number to get that information, to get it started, 1-877-78-SILVER or guildhallwealth.com. Please stay tuned. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Now, when we took that break, and I want to thank you for staying tuned, by the way, we did say prior to taking the break, we were going to tell everybody about how to get $800 worth of gold into their TFSA or RSP account. Jeremy, why don't you walk us through it? How does an individual get up to $800 roughly of free gold? So what it is, is Guildhall gives away gold with RSP accounts. For every 5,000 US invested up to 50,000, one gram of gold, which right now is uh, worth about $80 Canadian. So that's up to $800 of gold free. free. Now, the reason we did that 
is because there's a couple incidental fees when you're when you're acquiring precious metals in a registered account TFSA RSP LIFRIF etc or even an RESP and that is there's a trade fee 1995 there's an allocation fee meaning the the serial numbers are recorded onto your personal inventory report that's $2 a bar and really the first gram covers that you know if you're investing you know, $30,000, then two grams covers it. But basically anything under 25,000, that first gram covers all those little incidental fees. But sometimes people, I think the feeling is it's when it comes to fees, especially with financial institutions, it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? Going to get you when you take your money out of the bank. We're going to get you for holding it in the bank. We're going to get you for transferring money within the bank, all of these different things. And we just don't want that to be an issue at all. And they're not a big deal anyway. The fact that it all gets covered by one gram of gold means that any additional grams of gold that you're getting are now a full rebate on your acquisition. So it gives you the ability to get even cheaper precious metals in your in your account. And that's what I love about this account because the pricing to actually acquire your own physical gold is very competitive even within this account. There is no need to be buying paper whatsoever. All right, another big one that I want to talk about is the fact that, and again, this is RSP TFSA, um, is that most people will come to us and say, well, um, what's the amount of money I have to invest? Not so much a myth as it is a piece of guidance. And there are two ways to approach that. One, to open up a TFSA, you actually need $100. That's the Canadian law. $100 in a TFSA account, go to your institution, you can open it up, bang, you're done. So you could theoretically have a monthly contribution to a small plan for your TFSA, add 25, 50, 100, 250, 500, whatever you like, or with our clients, what we do is keep it very simple. We like to start clients most of the time with a $5,000 or more because that A gets them the free gram of gold and it's a suggestion on our behalf as a good starting point. And B, it really does serve to help us understand our demographic better because most of the people coming to Guildhall, they have a TFSA already or they might have an RSP already and these clients are already in the market holding them and quite frequently, Jeremy, they're getting that gram of gold gold absolutely really free because they've already made the investment and they're actually transferring it from another institution. So they've already gone and opened up an RSP or TFSA at say another bank. It's not performing well. So they decide to use that 30, 40, 50, 100,000. They bring it over to Guildhall. They put it into gold in a TFSA with Guildhall and Questrade or an RSP and they're getting that free gold on top of it. So they didn't have to go out of pocket they didn't dip into their pocket to spend and as opposed to a myth it's more of a clarification if you will and that really extends to my next point which is as well as that clarification of where you should start and that guidance we aren't your planners or advisors but when you put it all together along with these myths and these types of things it is about education people have to be knowledgeable when they make these types of investments in their portfolio and we certainly spend a great deal of time focusing on that so Darren let's let's keep going with the myths here let's keep going with right. the education I've got I've got a one here um, this is actually from Desjardins oh I oh this is the uh, we downloaded this because they've been advertising online mm -hmm. right now everyone's getting those RSP TFSA things at least they're giving decent questions um, which is uh, having an RSP is pointless if you have to pay tax on it once you retire 
This one is very interesting to me. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, my thought is that, look, an RSP is not for everyone. If I have an income over a certain amount, I'm not really going to use an RSP because it won't be as much value to me in terms of the tax breaks and the tax incentives. But one thing is for certain, the reason I like an RSP and the reason that I think that that point is an important one to note is that it is assumed, as you know, that by the time we retire, we're going to go into a stage in our life that changes the way we perceive our income, our spend, our living expenses. And generally speaking, for most Canadians, we're not going to have as high an income. So that means that RSP is doing all of its work now, gets the tax savings right now as soon as I put it into that, and long-term, my effective tax rate, even though I gotta pay one, yes, we're not gonna be free of paying taxes on RSP, is going to be less and less and less. But there's more to it than that, as you well know. We talked about this. Yeah, look, at the end of the day as well is that if you are making money at that point, you're 71 and you're still you know, working and you're making great money and you got to take the money out, eh, it's a bonus. You put the money away, you saved it, it beat inflation, etc. cetera. Uh, for me, it doesn't, that, that idea doesn't beat the fact of a forced savings. Um, you know, the RSP has some challenges just in terms of any savings account beating inflation. But at the end of the day, for me, I like the forced savings. If it wasn't locked in into an RSP, you know, it's easy to spend. So this is a great way to make sure that 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 money that you put in there is there, set you know when you're over seventy. One eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. That is the website. Remember, one gram of free gold for every five thousand you put into a registered account. Jeremy, let's take a quick break. When we come back, how high gold can go? How high gold can go? All right, the <laughs> analyst that we talked about earlier in the show. How high can it go? I'm sure our listeners want to know. You are tuned in. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long. With me today, as always, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, both of us having an interesting month. Uh, simply by default, this is the time of year people focus in on registered accounts, and it becomes a necessity for us to make sure we're sharing. We've just had a seminar. By the time people are listening to the show, the seminar will have ended. But we want to let people know to stay tuned because in February, we are having another big uh, seminar. It's going to be full, and we'll announce the details very soon. So please, guildhallwealth.com. That's the website where you can go to stay up to date and also get registered for our newsletter, which will send you the new date. That is guildhallwealth.com, or you can call the number and ask for a free kit, one eight seven seven eight silver Jeremy, you were discussing earlier in the show an article this week, uh, and the importance of this article, quite simply put, is that it was done by an analyst who has a tremendous amount of experience in finance, but does not necessarily call himself a gold bug. He has not been writing about gold perennially all over the years, and he's not necessarily somebody who likes or dislikes, just found total value in putting forth an argument, which he has basically concluded is that Gold is in a bull market for a number of reasons. Now, the important part of this article is the fact that not there are three really, really succinct reasons for that bull market. But where is he predicting the price of gold will go and why? And what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Well, let's start with the why. Mm -hmm. He basically is treating gold as a 20-year zero-couponed inflation-linked bond. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So he has kind of a different look at the at what gold means in the overall scheme of things than than we do. Um, so he adds some complexity in that sense. But he points to the price skyrocketing. Um, we'll give we'll give you his number, and basically he's looking at falling real yields to boost fair value. He's looking at the premium on that fair value will grow 50% from the current 7%. And he believes that the actual inflation for the for this decade of the 20s will be around 48%. Now he overall. goes overall. So he he looks at he looks at uh, all of the inflation rates from the 50s through to the to the 2010s and um, you know he points out in the 70s inflation was 158%, 80s it was 64, the 90s it was 34, in the 2000s it was 28 and in the 10s it was 19. So he sees it being much much higher in this current decade. So he puts all the math together. You can you sign up for a newsletter and read the read the article in depth. But let's not uh, keep you in suspense any longer. He believes that the price of gold can get to seven thousand one hundred and sixty six dollars, and he has a very logical and plausible formula for how that will work. I've just pointed out some of that, but the fact is, is he thinks over the next decade. Okay, we start the decade at you know uh, fifteen fifty. And he thinks it can go to seven thousand. It's not crazy. I mean, in the in the seventies, it went from thirty-five to eight hundred and fifty. But I wanted to do one, one. I wanted to add just one little extra bump to that, Darren. Which is, look at the gold-silver ratio. And if gold can go to seven thousand dollars an ounce, what does that make silver look like in this market? So if we saw gold at seven thousand dollars an ounce and we maintained the current ratio of over 80 to 1. That's going to put silver up around $87, which would be 383% or an annualized uh, return of eight, of 38%, which I thought was pretty good. Now, if we got down to 35 to 1, which is where we saw gold, as you know, in 2011, when uh, silver hit $48 and gold hit $1,900 an ounce, that would put gold, uh, sorry, that would put silver at $200 an ounce, which would be a 1,000% gain from where we are today, or 100% a year for the next decade. Finally, if we were to see 16 to 1, which would basically end the bull market, in my opinion, um, you would see silver trading around $437 an ounce to gold's 7,000. And that would put silver up 2,300% or 230% annualized gains. All right. Well, that's an interesting couple of points you lay out there. And it begs the question, is this possible? And I would draw upon historical reference to tell you that, in fact, it is. In the 1970s, gold charged from $35 an ounce all the way to 850 an ounce or 2,300% higher in one decade. Silver went from $2.50 an ounce all the way to $52 an ounce or some 3,200% higher. Has it happened before? Yep, sure has. Could happen again easily. And the debt in the U.S. was $1 trillion, mm -hmm. and the Dow was trading at 850 points. And there was <laughs> no 1.6 billion Chinese potential investors for silver and gold. There's only 3 billion people on the planet back then. Domestic terrorism didn't exist. 
the demand on oil and energy didn't exist. The U.S. dollar was not widely circulated throughout the entire world. The U.S. was at war somewhere. Always oh. is. That's repeating <laughs> that, that right? Iran, hostage situation, the Russia-Afghanistan war. I mean, that was definitely not changing. Geopolitics happened. But, and but, money printing. But central banks weren't buying gold back then. Either. That's right. They were they were dishoarding gold, and That's now right. they're now they're hoarding gold. So I think, look, anything is in the realm of of uh, possibility. I think that uh, Charlie Morris sketches out something that is logical and does make sense. Um, it's not as high as some others have called, where they've called for gold to go to ten thousand or even twenty thousand, or numbers that we've heard. But the question becomes: Is it worth having that hedge in your portfolio of of approximately ten percent? gold and silver, even up to 15% gold and silver in your portfolio. We're talking about registered accounts today, Darren. So if you don't have physical precious metals in your portfolio, what does it hurt to have physical gold or silver in your portfolio today, given how much the stock markets have gone up, given how big they are and how much more can they really eck out in terms of gains, given the fact that the Fed has reversed course, that they're now have the, the, the spigot open, money's being printed, the balance sheet's increasing, easy money is here to stay. How, how would it hurt you to have physical gold in your portfolio unless you believe in the other myths like gold's a relic, <laughs> you know, all of the other things that um, advisors will often tout about gold, which if you're a listener to this show, you already know that none of those things are true. Well, if you do believe it, I'm going to send you to your room without dinner. So <laughs> you're in trouble. But either way, I think that it's a tremendous amount of padded value on top of something that's already simple to understand. Gold and silver are going higher. You should have some if you're an investor. End of story. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com, the website. Give that number a call or go to the website today and find out more information. We will be right back. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the final portion of today's show, The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. Use either of those, and we will send you free information to your heart's content about gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. So, Jeremy, question of the week. We had somebody write in and say, Darren, it's been a while since I've heard you guys talk at length about diamonds on the show. You bring it up from time to time, but really nothing uh, too recent on the whole situation at Argyle with pink diamonds. Now, as you know, as a listener, we love colored diamonds. This is the time of year that we focus a lot on registered accounts because it's coming to a deadline. It's important to educate and get those seminars done. But we will be discussing a lot on colored diamonds. Of course, as everybody knows, this is the year in which the world's largest supplier, in fact, 90% of pink diamonds, the world's largest supplier, Argyle Mine, is closing. Now, Darren, I've had a couple calls about that actually saying, when is this thing actually going to close? Because, you know, we've been on the on the air since uh, 2008, um, and people have been saying since, I don't know, 2016 that this mine was going to close, which inevitably mines do close. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they, they've been saying, we're, we're going to close, we're going to close, we're going to close. And every year it's more imminent. Um, I know you wrote a report uh, last year, the year before, about the ore production, but... When, when are they actually going to close? Well, the reality is, Jeremy, that we're doing a show part, partly today on myths. 
and everybody has tossed around closing dates. But in doing my research and talking with Argyle and following along every step of the way, it's only ever been two dates. Originally, they had scheduled tentatively a close for 2018, and they extended that close to 2020. Uh, more recently, it has been announced not once, not twice, not three, but four separate occasions uh, publicly that the mine is closing by end of this year. There is no hard date because our listeners may or may not know it is a public company. They are owned by Rio Tinto, which is a public company. Things must be done according to the proper channels legally and announcing something like that must be released through the proper channels. That date will be forthcoming very shortly. What I can tell you, Jeremy, is that I've been monitoring all of the things that happen with closure, the rehabilitation of the land. That's begun in droves. In fact, okay. just recently it was announced by Rio Tinto that Solanex, which is the company who is responsible for doing in part the majority of the rehabilitation, signed on for 36 months. It's a very big contract. It's an Australian company bringing more jobs to the area, but you don't go and sign on for a $5 billion contract to a company like Solidex unless your plan is to close your right. mine and rehabilitate the land. For sure. And rehabilitation just simply means putting the trees, the river, the water, the normal <clears throat> state of affairs for the animals, the biodiversity in the area, and for the people back to its normal state. That is a closing company. The pods they had for employees, they're down to just a handful from what was at the largest point in the mine, a mine which employed thousands of people. They're down to hundreds of people. Okay. The ore deposits. So they've got a skeletal out. staff now. Skeletal staff. The ore deposits, as you pointed out, they were, when we started monitoring this situation in 2006, uh, the ore deposits in total were around 106 million tons sitting beside there, a big pile of dirt, 106 okay. million tons. Okay. As of last year, that pile is now down to about 12 million tons. Wow, that is nothing drastic. Left. It's a massive pile of dirt that's been shrunk down to nothing. Uh, they announced, of course, that they may try to have one last tender this year, okay. but they do not foresee the tender going beyond 2020. So in essence, there goes the largest luxury export that Australia owns, 10% of the world's white diamond market, which gives control back to De Beers in the white diamond market. Another very important point, which means white diamonds are going up in price also. It gives us some inkling as to what to expect in terms of value and all comes together to tell the investor that's watching, that's paying attention, that still has time, if you haven't already bought or own one and you're able to do it, you should be looking at Guildhall's collection of the finest pink colored diamonds in the world. Yeah, because we, we do know that from the Fancy Color Research Foundation, they did a great report, uh, I believe it was 2005 through 2015, Pink diamonds were up something like 300%, which is phenomenal. They continue to rise I mean, that's more. better than real estate, you know, in terms of investing. And part of that is also because there's no leverage in those markets. You pay cash for something that's four, five hundred, a million dollars. So it doesn't have the volatility because there's no debt in the market. Um, and you don't have to sell if you don't want to sell. So it, it, And there's such a lack of product. It's so rare that there, it's just a market that has no volatility in that respect. So people add it to their wealth. Usually it's the wealthy who are buying 
because typically they're the ones who have all this excess money to put into places where they feel it's safe and that it's going to uh, be safe and grow. What we did at Guildhall is find diamonds that were just as rare, just as beautiful, and just as valuable long term at a bunch of different at a bunch of different ranges of price. So, um, number one, congratulations to our latest diamond buyer who acquired um, a flawless pink, purplish pink oval. 0.57. Which was an incredible stone. We, we, held, we held it for, I think, less than 10 months. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a great diamond for that person. I mm-hmm. think that, that's going to be a wonderful investment. Go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. You can see the different types of diamonds that we have available. It's very easy to learn about this market. It's not a market that you have to know, you know, tons of art history or you have to know all the different regions for wine and all this. It's it doesn't have that sort of subjectivity. It's either a perfect diamond or it's not. And the rarity of it now with the Fancy Color Research Foundation, you can get a pretty clear sense of just how many vivid internally flawless yellow between one and one and a half carat are available so you you actually know what you're holding in your hand and how many come out every year the potential for these diamonds is not five or eight or ten percent the potential for these diamonds in the next decade is hundreds and hundreds of percent in terms of returns I would certainly be looking at this. I do, and we practice what we preach. One eight seven seven eight silver to get your hands on the information you need to own gold, silver, or natural fancy color diamonds, or the website guildhallwealth.com. We've come to the end of another show this week. Jeremy, thank you for being here. And on behalf of both Jeremy and I, I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. You have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.